This is a MapleSoft Digital Education Podcast. The Optimist Hat is, is for a motivated student who has access to a cell phone, and an awful lot of, a large fraction of the worldwide population now has access to a smartphone. Mm -hmm. We now have, exactly as you say, a quality of teaching and an opportunity of learning that probably didn't exist even 15 years ago. I expect... Uh, I see that accelerating quickly in right, the next 10 years. I expect years. data charges to come down, cell phone abilities to go up, more and more digital assets to be made available. Um, the question again, uh, politics, economics is, to whom are those assets accessible and at what cost and in what way? But when I compare it to the infrastructure we have in place now, uh, universities are expensive beasts. Even a textbook is a very expensive beast. And if oh, we can, isn't that one of the advantages of, uh, of content, though, that it re removes that cost, right? Uh, or, or, or or redistributes that cost. Um, I, I would argue, in fact, that it eliminates a large fraction of the costs. Yeah. Um, it will also redistribute the the costs and income versus the traditional textbook model, but I think the the cost of producing digital assets is simply going to go down for quite a while, yeah. and the quality is going to go up. And, and the, you're right, the cost of production is huge right now, uh, you know, because I think it's less than writing a, a textbook, potentially, but, but it's huge. Uh, but I think the major advantage is uh, modifying it, tweaking it, maintaining it will be much cheaper. So that, again, it goes back to my tighter feedback loop. You have data, suddenly it's easy to fix that content or those, that question bank versus, okay, I'll put that in my next publication in five Four years, years from right. now. So, so that tight feedback loop, data-driven with the right set of instructors, uh, is, is, yeah, it's, it has so much potential. It would be a shame to let that potential disappear. Well, you talked about cost, and, and again, because that's part of my world, um, I weigh the cost of innovation and maintenance differently. It's often relatively easy to acquire the financial resources to innovate um, or build new. Mm -hmm. So uh, a new building on campus, you, you know, the dean, the president, uh, the premier all want to have yep. their photo taken in front of yep. The new building, but who pays for the plumbing and the sewage and utilities and maintenance and cleaning and retrofitting? That's maintenance costs. One of the things that I really like about digital assets is there is lots of innovation happening around the tools to build digital assets, but the cost of maintaining digital assets, I think, is again going to go down and down, and will make those assets better and better. Better and better. With yes. maintenance, whether that's correcting a typo, using data to say, okay, this question didn't work, so we drop a question that didn't work, and we bring in a question and say, oh, this one illuminates uh, students in ways that, uh, or illuminates problems or studies in ways that the other stuff didn't. So that data-driven stuff um, can make a huge difference in um, how we maintain those assets, and we can make them on this... Uh, steadily increasing that, that, that uh, would definitely be my hope. I know I've taken up a lot of your time, more than I intended, but you did bring up a topic, uh, and that's uh, 
you know, physical brick and mortar space, uh, you know, looking out into the future. Uh, you, you, even when there's a percentage of students not coming to a, a given lecture, or, or you know, how you decide that you want to achieve that face-to-face -face human connection with your with your classroom, uh, it, it, universities could be physically smaller. You know, potentially student populations could be larger, uh, uh, and you, you, yeah, you wouldn't need the building infrastructure to support, or you would need a, a smaller amount of infrastructure. So I'm at this point. I'm going to say we're going to need a different infrastructure. Larger or smaller is not entirely clear to me. Um, I think. For example, in the United States right now, there are a large number of small universities, and I think, sadly, many of them are doomed. I, I think they will struggle, yes. Right. Um, I think they will will probably find sort of optimal classes of aggregation for students, and that will depend on the fraction that are um, taking programs wholly or partly online and wholly or partly face-to-face and on the striation of audiences, because I think we will have a quite different audience in the future than in the past. So I think the audience of employed individuals and e-learning for those folks is going to grow. So and professional improvement. That professional improvement, uh, vocational improvement, that's not going to happen on a university campus or a college campus. That's going to happen at their place of work. It might be supplemented by yeah, yeah. Uh, coming two weeks or right yeah. um, and I could easily see universities moving to uh, more effective educational models that involve more use of digital assets so instead of three hours of meet time we assign one hour and its uh, associated activities uh, to e-learning and to meet hours in a classroom with their associated uh, prep time to different kinds of things other than lectures. And so, yeah, our, our need for physical space goes down. Right now in the Faculty of Mathematics, um, it's not just that we offer a wholly online degree uh, at a master's level, but the enrollments in some of our online sections are larger than the enrollments in the on-campus sections. Yes. Okay. And so, uh, if I have 180 students taking linear algebra online, and I think 10 years ago I would have said mm, there aren't 180 students in the world who are going to take linear algebra online, and now I have 180 students doing that on campus. Um, I don't have to find a room or rooms for them, and uh, that will mean a different use of the physical resources. I don't foresee for most universities that we're coming into tidal waves of money in the future. As I said before, I think there will be competing costs uh, on the on the public dollar, uh, competition for the public dollar, and universities are going to have to find ways to become more efficient with the funds they have. And one of those is going to be to decrease the physical infrastructure costs per student. There's always two ways. You know, one is to reduce expenses, and the other way is to increase income. Um, even when you have online, like on-campus students who are mixed and do some, you know, online work and some in classroom, you can house more students. 
like so you, you can have more tuition you know potentially publicly supported potentially not but it does give you the ability of um, teaching someone who's physically a long ways away and I think that all the trends today most students are even online students are close to their uh, to Physically their area. close to the place 